What awakened me? I asked in my dream. You awakened yourself, answered a voice nearby. I turned about, but no one was near. Who are you? I asked. I am that something, came the reply. But where are you? I am hidden in your soul. For some moments, I thought over what was said. Then I stammered, how did you get there? <clears throat> I was born there. Why have, I not knew you were there? Why have I not known you were there before? No man knows it, answered the voice, until he awakes. Are you in other men's souls as well? <clears throat> yes, there is that something in every man's soul which can move the mountains or dry the seas. Then you must be faith. Yes, came the answer. I am faith, but I am more. I am that which makes men face the fires of hell and win. Then you must be confidence as well. Yes, I am more than confidence. I am that which makes the babbling brooks lift worlds upon their wavelets. You are power, I cried. Yes, I am more than power, answered the voice. I am that which makes the wretched failure lift himself up and rule the world. You are ambition. I know you now. Yes, I am all that you say. Faith, confidence, power, ambition, and more. For greater than all of that is that something. I am that which every man must find in his soul, or else he, she, or they will be but a clutter on the earth on which they live. But how can man find you, even as you're finding me now? First you must awaken, then seek, and when you have found, you must learn to control. Control what, I ask, confused. Control that something. Borrow it from your soul and baptize your life with it. <clears throat> Anoint your eyes that you may see. Anoint your ears that you may hear. Anoint your heart that you may be. But tell me, I cried frantically, for the voice was trailing off to almost nothing. How can I do this? How? How? <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the secret came to me as the whisper of a gentle breeze. These words, I will. I will. <clears throat> the question I ask of you is, what will you do? What is your that something? Why are you sitting in this classroom aside from the fact that you have to? <laughs> right? <clears throat> but I, I understand that one. But why are you really here? What is your real purpose being here? You know, if it's just to make money, there's plenty of different ways to make money. <clears throat> right? If it's because it sounded okay, there's plenty of things that sound okay. If it's just because you want to have an interesting career, there's plenty of other interesting careers. To me, <clears throat> chiropractic is like a deep dive. Like, if you really want to enjoy this chiropractic life that you are setting yourself up for, <clears throat> then you really need to deep dive into this chiropractic stuff. <clears throat> because there are so many amazing things that'll happen with your adjustments. Many of you maybe have even experienced some of these things already in clinic. But touching the children and touching the adults and touching the pregnant mamas and touching the newborn babies, right? So I'm, I adjusted a newborn baby a couple of days ago, three days old. Oh my God, right? To, to, to know that a mom who was pregnant her entire pregnancy and her other pregnancies, um, but to know that the mom is so feels so importantly about getting that kid adjusted that three days after she has birth, 
which is essentially like, you know, a day and a half after she got home from the hospital, right? She's in the office making sure the kids checked and has brought them in once a week ever since, right? Isn't, isn't that huge, right? And this isn't about me and patting myself, wow, Dr. Ruben, you sold them really good. No, this isn't about selling. This, that, that's what I don't do this for. I don't, I'm, I'm not doing this because I'm a car salesman, right? I'm doing this because it, I believe it and I live it, right? And that to me is, is the, this, that something that BJ talks about in this from the bigness of fellow within. It, it's that something. You've got to find that something, that passion that's going to drive you that after 30 years, you're not going to be bored to tears. What do most people do in this country for work? Something they're interested in? No. Something they love? No. It's just something to earn a paycheck. Right? And unfortunately, that's most of the country. You have a choice. Yes, you can earn a paycheck. Right? And even as a chiropractor, you can be an associate, right? Or be an independent contractor and earn a paycheck. <clears throat> And that's great if all it is is you want to earn a paycheck and push on a few backs and just pay back the student loans and, you know, that's it. But I, I want to live a fulfilled life. <clears throat> I want to live a life that when I do the service that I do for my patients, that I feel like I've done the right thing, like I am... I am supposed to be here. You know, when, when yesterday this um, a person with autism came in and he was so uncomfortable and so I could see the tension in this person. And as I started talking to them and not talking at them, you know, there's a difference between talking at someone and talking with someone, right? So I'm just asking questions. What do you like? <clears throat> what do you, what do you like to read? Yeah. What, what do you, what's your favorite kind of thing to read? Science fiction. I said, Oh my God, what's your favorite book? And he told me, I never heard of it. I said, my favorite science fiction book is Brave New World. You ever hear of that? No. I said, this is a great read of you. So now, now he, granted, and the thing you need to understand is somebody with autism, they're not looking you in the eyes. So don't expect a typical conversation, right? They're, they're not look. That's, Part of their <clears throat> social construct issues is that they, it's very hard for them to look in someone's eyes. But you've got to be okay with that. And you've got to figure out how to connect. And to me, the most important thing that I do in my new patient exam is to connect to the, the parents and the kid. And even the other kids in the room, if there's multiple kids. The idea that something to, to, to get them into our world, to get them into the world of chiropractic, to understand what it is that we do, first we have to get them, get us into their world. First we need to introduce who we are and be open, completely open, that I my goal is to create an open, safe space where they feel okay about themselves. They don't have to be embarrassed with like, imagine someone like who doesn't really understand this and you're talking, you're like, will you look me in the eyes, please? Like, I'm talking to you. 
Like I can see people doing that. Like, excuse me, you know, right here, right? Why? The goal is acceptance. Acceptance. I accept, Dr. Sid used to have the saying, I accept all cases, right? I accept all cases, <clears throat> regardless of condition or financial ability. And I'd like to add to Dr. Sid's thing, regardless of anything, social issues that this person may have, right? So it, what about, so I have some people on the spectrum who can't talk. I accept that if you just go, uh-uh, I'm going to say, say something. What do you want? What do you want? You want this, right? I, I'm, I'm not going to go in their face like that. Say, so, okay, okay, what do you want? Like, for instance, a few weeks ago, I have a kid on the spectrum. He was, I've been seeing him for like a year now. For some reason, he was getting a little afraid of getting adjusted. And I've been adjusting him many, many months with the activator adjusting tool. He pushed it away one day. I put it on his back. He pushed it away. Like, you don't want me to use this? He shook his head. Okay, cool. I put it away. And then <clears throat> I'm using sustained contact and other sorts of adjustments with him. And <clears throat> I am waiting for the sign because the, re the way I knew he was kind of ready is because neurologically he was more calm. So I'm waiting for his little nerve system to calm itself down because he was having a tough summer. Uh, and I'm waiting for his nerve system to calm down. And that's how we'll reintroduce it. But I don't, I'm not going to listen, this is how I adjust you. Tough. Lie down. Take it. Right? I'm not going to do that. So now yesterday he comes in and he's all laughing. And it was amazing. He was dancing with me. He was just dancing to this song he likes um, on, on this YouTube video. I'm like, he's ready again. He's ready again. This is my that something. Right? Is I have developed this rapport with children and and how to build rapport with parents and that is my that's something because I want them to feel the chiropractic that I feel but I've got to feel I got to be in their shoes first I've got to take them into account first and once I take them into account and accept them for who they are and this mom is an example yesterday who's like I've been working so hard trying to get my child to the place that he's at, but I know that we can do better. I'm like, you've done an amazing job, right? Let me help you get to the next level, right? And it's not cure, it's not, let me fix him. Let me, whatever, you know, just, just lie down and shut up and let me just fix him, right? No, <clears throat> with something like autism, first off, sometimes, there, there is no fixing, right? This isn't like low back pain. Like low back pain, you can, e you can easily say, you know, within the first several adjustments, you should start noticing some improvement. By the end of six weeks, you should have a significant improvement, right? You can absolutely say that, right? Six weeks after getting adjusted with a kid who's on the spectrum, I don't know what the hell is going to change. I have no idea. I, maybe nothing. But that's why we do re-exams every 10 visits because we want to see neurologically how they're doing, because that will change, that will improve, right? And that's what I want you to think about, is this isn't about how they're feeling, it's about how they're healing, right? So you might say, nothing's changed in the last six weeks, but it's not about what's changed. What it is about is how, like what's externally changed is what, how internally 
the brain and nerve system is working better. And that, to me, builds a much better, stronger practice than saying, how are you feeling on a scale of one to 10? Who cares, right? Because there's been times I've had patients, I've had a patient now for almost 20 years who has the same back pain that she came in with. You know, she came in the other day. Yeah, kind of kicked in here again. And it comes and it goes, and it comes and it goes, and it comes and it goes. Is that a failure? Should I kick her out of the practice? Well, you know, obviously it's not working. No. No, because it is working because now her life is manageable. And she says to me all the time, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to. She's taking all these classes. She's a senior assistant, one of my rare ones. <clears throat> she's taking all these classes and constantly active and running around like a maniac. You know, and she's it's unbelievable. Right? That's the idea, is to say, it, this isn't about the pain, it's not about the symptom. It's, you know, my job is remove subluxations, improve brain functioning, done. Not to make someone feel better. I hope someone feels better if they're having some issues, but I'm not trying to make a child on the spectrum feel better. I'm just trying to do the best job I can in getting them to heal better, not necessarily feel better better.